Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley. A familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips, and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. And welcome, welcome to the Forbes Factor. I am so excited today. If I can get all my amazing actors on, we are going to be talking to the cast of Studio City. But it's more than just the cast of a TV show. I know these guys. It is fascinating. When you get to meet Sean Kanan, I'm going to share with you how he and I met. And the most wonderful way, you know what's so funny is that I'm going to make sure I can see you guys on Facebook. Here's the deal. Uh, I got a call one day and said, hey, Forbes, we know that you're not only an actress and television host, but an amazing motivational speaker. Will you tell us a great story? And I had this story of how a blind professor gave me my first acting break and changed my life. I went to college to be a, a lawyer. I was overweight, had a broken nose, frizzy hair, and I was always preoccupied with not being pretty, which is just such a girl thing, isn't it? And, that, and the, one, the one man who changed my life actually was 100% legally blind. And that is insane. And he he saw what was inside of me and that changed my life. Well, the funny thing was Sean Kanan, who I had certainly seen on General Hospital and Karate Kid and other things, had reached out with a woman named Jill Lieberman, both I'd never met before. And we ended up in what I think is the most beautiful coffee table book. But here's the cool thing. So there's a picture of Sean. You know who else is in this book? Mark Cuban. I am, without telling his wife, I'm right underneath Tony Robbins. What a great place to be. And when I looked at this, I was like, oh, my God, I must be famous. There's like lots of famous people in here. They put me. I have to tell you, it is a spectacular book. It is a great testament to it's called Success Factor X. And then I got to meet Sean and his beautiful wife, Michelle. And wow, wow and wow. But that's not what today is about. Today is about how do you make your wildest dreams come true? And I'm going to tell you that being an actor in Hollywood is the stupidest thing anyone could ever do. <laughs> no, it, it really is. Because every everybody who starred in a high school play moves out there thinking that they are the most special person. How many high schools are in this country? I was one of those people. Moved out thinking, what? Hollywood is waiting for me. And as you guys have followed my career, I've had a pretty good career, but I never hit that, you know, that pinnacle. But I will tell you what, the people on this show really have. And what they have done is, is nothing short of an absolute miracle. And I'm not kidding, because not only are they all famous in their own right from, general, from all different soap operas, but then Sean said, you know what? I'm going to take matters into my own hands. And that's what this show is about. Forbes Factor about health, wealth, happiness, and how as an entrepreneur you move the needle forward without asking permission from anyone else. He has a television series that he produced along with his beautiful wife. I mean, I don't even know how you could compare this story. Without further ado, I would love to introduce you to not only the star of the show, it, by the way, Emmy Award winning. It's not just like a show that you see on YouTube or Roku. This is a freaking real show. It's amazing. And you guys can see it on Amazon Prime. Let me introduce to you the one and only Mr. Sean Kanan. Hi, Forbes. How are you? Hey, everyone. How are you? It's so good to see everybody. Was that like the best introduction? Yeah. So Tristan is on. You guys know Tristan. Great. But he is not putting his camera on. So we have to teach him how to come into the 21st century and go down to the bottom left and hit that camera. 
So, all right. So I'm going to start. I'm going to delve right in. Sean, you've been an actor forever. Tell us a little bit of your background, and then we'll right, bump right up into the show. Uh, well, I moved out to Los Angeles in 1987, uh, ostensibly to finish my degree in political science at UCLA. Uh, but really, I was moving out to start my acting career. It was kind of a deal I had with my parents. Because, you know, when you tell your parents that you're going to move out to Hollywood to be an actor, it's kind of like saying uh, you want to uh, run away with the circus to be Jojo the, the juggling boy. Uh, you know, I mean, and, 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 you know, God bless my parents for uh, supporting my dream. So I came out in 87. Uh, within relative short time, uh, I landed the role of Mike Barnes in The Karate Kid 3. And that, you know, that really opened up a lot of doors for me. It was directed by John Abelson, who had won the, uh, the Academy Award for Rocky, had directed the first two Karate Kid films. Uh, from there, I went and did a television series for Francis Ford Coppola called The Outsiders, which was really cool for me because I grew up on S.E. Hinton's books, The Outsiders, Rumblefish, that was then, this is now. Uh, and uh, then I started working in daytime television in 1992. Uh, and I have worked in daytime television since then and am continuing to do so. And uh, done a lot of other things uh, uh, over those, those years. But, you know, Studio City has been a dream of mine for almost two decades in, in various different incarnations. It had different names. Uh, and it was one of those projects that I was just so passionate about. But, you know, like anything, it's very difficult getting something made outside of the studio system uh, in Hollywood. I mean, when you're doing something where you're raising private equity uh, for a project, it can take a long time. And uh, through a lot of perseverance, through having some of very talented, amazing friends like the ones that are joining us on the show today, uh, having an incredible partner who is our showrunner and director, Timothy Woodward Jr. And um, last but certainly not least, my my wife, who I'm convinced um, has a cape because she's like a superhero. Uh, you know, that was really what put it over the uh, over the edge and allowed us to get the show made and our, our first 11 episodes garnered 16 Emmy nominations. We won three. And, um, All right, so are... I, I have to stop you for a second because everybody has the dream, every actor. And I'm trying to ask all the actors on the stage. I want to do my own thing. I want to start my own television series. I have to tell you, my dear friend, that just doesn't happen. I mean, it's something, it's so exciting that you have pulled this off. Thank you. Thank you. So if you had to say one thing, to offer my entrepreneurs, my listeners, what's one thing that truly pushed this over the edge for you? Well, I mean, I, look, I think anything that we accomplish in life, the genesis starts with passion. Um, you you have to have a clear idea what it is and you have to have an unwavering, you know, white burning hot passion to get it done. And, and I did. Um, that's sort of philosophical, but as far as the nuts and bolts goes, um, I was very fortunate, you know, I had, um, a large pool of extremely talented friends who were kind enough to take a leap of faith and believe in me and, um, you know, sign on. You know, I, the, the other the other guests will probably well, concur probably with this. Well, let's bring on the burning well, passion oh, named okay. Michelle, because she, you know, on one hand, she fell in love with the soap opera star. On the other hand, she has to put up with you. No, <laughs> or, or is that the truth? Come on, I can't get it. So, Michelle, 
Miss Michelle, I love you and adore you. I'm blown away by your talent. Welcome to my show. And congratulations, 16 Emmy nominations. Who does that out of the gate? Right. That's really impressive. It's really amazing. And I have to say, it's just what makes it really special is to have this experience with my now, I will tell you guys, we are a radio show that does go around the world. Michelle, your audio is a little low. Just for you playing along with her, she's in the car with her kids. Now, you have th- four kids, five kids. No, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, Forbes. She's, no, not in the car. she's not in the car with her kids. No, I'm driving. I was night shooting. I'm on a feature, and we just wrapped today. So oh my God. I'm, I'm driving home from set. <laughs> so that's why. Okay, I'm, you guys are like, talk about a cape. You guys, number one, quintessential couple gets to work as a partnership and raise how many children? Five, but they're all raised now. They're all um, out in the industry, working professionals. It's amazing. One of your daughters plays your your daughter in the show, which I think is just fantastic. Talk about nepotism in Hollywood, hello. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, it's, it's kind of funny. When we were doing season one and we knew that he was going to have the surprise daughter that showed up, we were kind of saying, okay, well, we got to find a kid. We got to find a kid. And I kept, I didn't want to be the stage mom and say, okay, oh, hey, he's my kid. So um, John said very wisely, hey, you know what? We can't just give it to her. Let's have her audition and see how she does. That's odd. That what a great idea. All right, so Lily, we do have your entire, we have your entire cast here, a lot of your cast members. Michelle, what, what is one thing i mean you guys created a show that has lots of celebrities that garnered emmy nominations that is in now season two give me a little story a little inspiration for people watching about how they you made this come true what's a a thought that you know really pushed this over the over the hill well i think for me um just believing that i i could do this and instilling the belief in everyone around me um was instrumental in making this happen. And, you know, I couldn't have believed that I could do this without Sean. Like Sean is literally the fire under my butt that like, he comes up with a million ideas a minute, like 75 of them are good. That's not a very good ratio. She's definitely on it. I love it. This is funny. I actually know it's funny because I watched. I had a chance to watch Sean do stand-up comedy. You were definitely all over that. It's very funny. Hey, I. Oh my God! The first time he did it, we had just started dating, and he never even told me what it was about, and it was so dirty. I blushed, and I was like, and then he pointed me out, and I was like, bro, no, stop. <laughs> no, it's so funny, and I, you know, I almost need to bring you guys back just to do an episode truly on how a married couple works together. Yeah. I worked with my first husband, I'm working with my second husband. The first one had issues, but there's a psychology in a way that this has to work and you guys are crushing it. But I wanna be very um, engaging and invite our guests on here. Please. So, yeah, no, we've got an amazing cast of characters and I don't even wanna go through all of the, all of the, you guys can read all about them, but we've got Lily Melgar, we've got Chris, Tristan Rogers, we've got Will Roberts. Will, jump in here. You have been just beaming. Look at his face. He's like totally beaming about all of you guys. You get a call. Sean has been a friend of yours for a while, yes? Yeah, can you see me? 
They can see you beautifully. Oh, you are center stage. Sorry, I'm looking at three people on the screen. Yeah, no, no, I got a call. Actually, so this uh, relationship kind of started uh, really kind of COVID-ish. And I was doing, I'm a live streamer. And I met Sean out of probably... Uh, boy, oh boy, they were eight hour broadcast with a woman and he was one of the guests and I kind of plucked him out of there and just went, wow, he's cool. Plus, I helped him a little bit with his technical stuff. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, on the screen. They're not surprised. Yeah, that's surprised. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, what I want to say, I think the most important thing that I could say about uh, this dynamic duo and the dog uh, is that uh, the, the fact of the matter is, is that I've been doing this for 40 years and uh, I, I believe in this thing called seeding, which basically means that actors all the time are telling you how depressed and how upset they are about they're not doing this and not doing that. And I just say, you know, get in there, get her done, do whatever you can, shoot it and do it. But what they've done is they've taken very smart thinking ahead is, is that our attention spans are so short in business and life and whatever. And they took these really great episodes and they put them together and they basically utilized what was there, which is, you know, Amazon and put these together in the quality of this type of product is just off the charts. Again, been doing this a long time. And so when they said, hey, we have a role for you and, you know, I bugged Sean and Michelle enough, uh, they, they finally got me in it. Um, I just have to say that they're really such forward thinkers. And again, I don't like to hang out with people that don't do stuff. I mean, I don't believe in letting dust settle. You might gather that. But the fact of the matter is, is that I, I, I most of the time have to try to keep up with Sean, which is amazing for me because I'm pretty energetic. But, you know, I can I consider him like a brother, an older brother. I love that. And we're going to get back to you to talk about, I mean, you're so forward thinking. You've got a Guinness Book of World Records. You're pretty amazing on your end. I just want to make sure that we go around the room. And Sean, you want to call Tristan, make sure he knows how to turn his camera on. <laughs> or maybe I should is, is, is Tristan's camera not on? Tristan's camera no. is not on. Boy. And we definitely want to see, for those of you who grew up with General Hospital like I did, by the way, Tristan is also in the Success Factor X book, and I got to hang out with him, and I love him, but I need to see his face. I'm going to go over to Miss Lily. By the way, you guys, I am tracking all the comments on Facebook. People are going nuts. Michelle, you're great. I'm dying over here. I love the story. So inspiring. You guys, that is the audience that I attract. You know, I took the word business out of show business very seriously, left Hollywood when it whatever happened happened, and I built massive businesses. But I tell you what, I still, Jones, and I too have a movie on Amazon Prime at the moment called Farm to Fork to Love, just a plug. You guys, if you want to see Studio City, 16 Emmy nominations, one last year. It is on Amazon Prime currently. Go there. I have to tell you, one of my old friends is also on there, Carolyn Hennessy. Oh, my God. Talk about chewing up the scenery. Whoa. Here's a little known, I mean, she, I watching it the other night. Here's another little fact. I've got twins. They're 19 years old, boy-girl twins. They come out. My kids get cast on Days of Our Lives. Patrika Darbo is my daughter's mother oh, 19 years ago, right? Talk about small, wonderful. I'm looking to go, oh my God, she's my mama. My, her and Kevin Spiritus. Wow, well, crazy to have a, her godparents are from soap operas. That's like, <laughs> my daughter's like, mom, what life am I living? Miss Lily Melgar, talk about chewing up scenery and chewing out the lead actor, man. I was watching you going, I, I, I think Michelle had to write that character because <laughs> seriously, no, but you guys, one reason you want to watch the show, I am 62 years old. I didn't say that out loud, right? Ages. No. 
We're all talking about our thing, black, white, old, young, whatever country you're from, but ageism, oh my God, you tackle this head on. And I gotta say, Michelle and Sean, I'm loving you so much. But Lily, talk to me. Tell us a little bit about who you are and how you came to this project. Oh gosh, who I am. That's a long story. (laughs) I know, we only have like... a long career I actually started on Univision as a VJ I had my own video show my second interview at 19 years old with Carlos Santana in his garden sipping on tea as he talked to this 19 year old girl about his cosmic spiritual beliefs I mean that is my life then I was written into General Hospital with Ricky Martin we were the first daytime Latin leading characters in the history of soaps And that's when I met Sean. And I loved Sean because I was a Karate Kid fan. So I thought he was so cool. And I went to go see him in stand up. And then I got to know him. (laughs) (laughs) All that whole stand up. Man, we had fun. And we were always uh, um, great on camera, even on General Hospital. There was a moment where I think they were considering writing us a storyline. So we always had this great screen presence and then our paths crossed again on another show. And then I watched Studio City and damn, I was so impressed. I was so impressed. And I honestly, I chewed it up. (laughs) Let's go with your word. (laughs) I chewed it up. I watched it all in one sitting. I'm like, damn, they have a really good thing here. And I think Sean is at his best. You know, I I have kind of grown up with him. And uh, he is sharp, so sharp. And so uh, I was just impressed with how it looked with him, his work, the timing, the writing, the lighting. I mean, all of it. And that was it, right? Yeah. And I had a thought. I'm like, I should be on the show. That was it. Did you call him or did he did you call him or he call you? No, I I don't do that. I don't ask my friends for that kind of stuff. I just don't do that. And a year later, if that, (laughs) I get a call from Michelle and she's like, I got a role for you. And I said, Great, I love the show. And she says, be on set tomorrow morning. No script, nothing. I'm like, (laughs) I uh, I don't know the ride that I was in for. But it was so much fun. You know, you know, I have to, I have to interject something, Forbes. That um, when you're making a show that's on a shoestring budget, um, and it's it's kind of a very frayed shoestring, um, we are really fortunate that all of our actors are extraordinary at improv. Um, you know, uh, some of the best lines in the show. Uh, are lines that, you know, Will and Lily and Tristan have come up with themselves. And, you know, I, I, I think I can speak for Michelle, is that as writers, our sincerest hope is that our talented actors take what we give them as a template and then they elevate it to something that's even beyond what's on the page. Uh, there's, a, there's a really funny scene where Lily's chewing me out because I had an abysmal performance on a podcast and I start using what I think is lipstick. And she promptly informs me that it's not lipstick. It's, uh, um, oh, what is it, Lily? It's, it's essential uh, oil. That it's you an essential oil. Well, the, the genesis of that scene 
is that I had just flown from somewhere and I was fortunate enough to sit in first class where they give you those little shishi leather pouches that are full <laughs> of all sorts of things. So one of the things they gave me was this essential oil. So the entire time during the week in production, I'm using this essential oil on my lips going, the fuck are my lips getting so damn dry? And then, his and, lips out. And, and then, and then, I'm laughing my ass off because I'm like, really? Why? He just won't stop. I, I, I'm oh like, what is he going to figure it out? That you, should see, you should see Will's face. Will is laughing so hard at you, Sean, that he turned bright red. Yeah, I did. Yeah. What happened? So, <laughs> so, Lily, I told Lily about this. And so <laughs> we decided to use it in this scene. And I mean, I think that I think that, that is kind of a metaphor for the show. Because, you know, they always say, write what you know. And, you know, for better or for worse, I've worked in the world of daytime television since 1992. I mean, there's very few people who are going to tell me a whole lot about what it's like to be an actor working in daytime television. It's just, it's the world that I know. And yeah. so that's one of the reasons that, I, you know, I, I wanted to create this show. But I wanted it, you know, I think a lot of times when people see an actor in a soap opera, they think, oh, they must be making millions of dollars. If you're a guy, you're rolling around in bed with beautiful women, um, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, like any job, you have good days, you've got bad days. You deal with people that are pains in the ass. You, you know, there, there's, there's all sorts of stuff you deal with. And I wanted to show what it was like for this guy that is basically a pretty good guy, cannot get out of his own way and deals with, with all of the insanity that most people deal with no matter what they do, whether you're a plumber or a school teacher or an actor on a show, there are certain common denominators that we all deal with. Um, also, I that it, we also wanted to show that soap opera is really becoming a lost art and that soap opera actors are the hardest working actors in television or in anywhere because they go through so much dialogue in one day. Like the feature that I'm on, we shoot maybe two, maybe three pages a day. And on soaps, they shoot 80 pages a day. And it's heavy dialogue because they don't get to move or go anywhere. Well, so, I have to tell you, as a fan of the show, you guys, it's on Amazon Prime. What's really funny is you go from the soap opera in the script, playing a doctor, which is fun, to this real life. And Sean, I just got to give you kudos because there's a wonderful level of vulnerability. As Lily is poking fun at you, you're poking fun at yourself. And this whole, it just, it's spectacular. Well, there's just so much, there's just so much material to poke fun at myself. So I mean. Well, you know, now you had a very interesting idea. You said, you know what, of all the soap opera actors I've ever worked with, I have a friend that I want to elevate to another level. And I have a yeah. picture of him here in this book with us. It's a signed autographed copy in the book, Success Factor X. There is Tristan Rogers, who I get to call my dear friend. Not really. We had dinner together. I will never forget. Uh, but there he is. I grew up with him, love him, but you had an idea for him. And I've watched the episodes. Oh my God. Before we yeah. introduce him, tell us what you, what was, what were you thinking? Well, Tristan and I have been friends for quite a while. Um, we both have homes in <clears throat> Palm Springs. We have um, common friends. Michelle and Tristan's wife are good friends. And Tristan and I wound up doing a play together. We did Sam, uh, uh, we did uh, Sam Shepard's play True West together. Oh. <laughs> and, and for a long time, for a long time, I was I, I wanted to write a script 
uh, that would have Tristan in it because I knew what Tristan was really capable of. And, you know, he really has primarily played this one role, uh, uh, Robert Scorpio, all these years. And I was like, if you trust me, I'm going to write you something that's going to show everybody what you can do that they have no idea you can do. And Tristan, of course, was like, ah, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and uh, <laughs> just you know, like that, <laughs> I'm not doing that. You know, well, and, ladies uh, and gentlemen, let me, let me bring him to the stage. Tristan, <laughs> unmute your microphone. Your microphone is on the bottom left. Make sure you unmute it so I can hear that. Tristan, take the tin can and put it at your ear. <laughs> <laughs> Two cups and a string. That's all right. You just got to find that unmute. It's challenging for all of well, us. I, I, just, just to finish it, you know, Tristan had never, um, that is, Tristan had never entered himself into the Emmy competition, uh, which, which is a, a crime in and of itself. <clears throat> and after 30 years, uh, Tristan won an Emmy, which is so utterly overdue. And I'll tell you what, um, I, I did not win that go round and I could not have been more excited uh, had I won myself, I, I literally was, was, I was welling up. Tristan, would you like to say anything on your own behalf? <laughs> can you hear me? Am I actually there or is this on my figment of my imagination? <laughs> my friend, it's great to see you. Let me tell you, uh, I will tell you, John had it right, man. You are amazing in this show. Like really amazing. It was, um, it was something different. I, I frankly didn't quite know even how to prepare for it because I'm not an intellectual actor. I don't look upon the process of acting as some sort of cerebral thing to, to, to take notice of. I just get out there and do it. And when the role of, uh, of Doc came along, I thought, you know, what is this guy? What, what am I going to do with him? I mean, he's nothing like Scorpio. He's, you know, he's, he's a doctor. He's got cancer he's got this he's got that he doesn't want to live and so you know when we actually got out there and started to do it it just all came out there was no sort of great preparation it just all manifested itself so you've been an actor for a very very long time what do you think of what sean and michelle have put together here with studio city oh it's great that's amazing the fact that we've Everyone has kind of made a contribution to it in one form or another. And the fact that it has, it's the little engine that could. We over, everybody else out there who probably sort of thumbed their nose at us, look what we did. Look what we're still capable of doing. And, you know, this to me is, it's, it's great to be a part of something like that. Uh, it doesn't happen very often. So, you know, I'm very proud of it. You have been an actor for a very, very long time. How does that feel? I mean, very few people ever get to make a living at this craft, and you do. I'm one of many that, you know, kind of walks down that road. Uh, as I said, you know, I was reading an article the other day with Nick Cage, and he was going into some... You know, an incredible formula that he applies to acting and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I sat and read this and I thought, yeah, I don't do anything like that. I mean, I just get out there and do it. I mean, I don't apply some magical formula or process. I just do the bloody thing, you know? I, you know, that's interesting. So, Lily, do you have a process that you do? 
I try to be present, listen and react, you know, very, very simple. Uh, I think I'm, I'm pretty good on the relationship in the moment before. And I really, after doing this for so many years, I keep going back to the more present you are and you don't have a plan, the better it is, which brings me back to my original conversation with getting on Studio City, my scene, my favorite scene, not only on Studio City, but probably one of my favorite scenes I've done was my first scene I ever did entirely improv. Now, only Sean could get me to do that. <laughs> so he did. And I was really, really scared. I know he's so good. And I just thought, just freaking watch him, listen, react, and you'll get through it, right? That was the only thing I could do. And it's one of my favorite scenes I've ever done because it's so real. It's so fun. Yeah. It's so original. It, you don't know what's coming. It's like a boxing match. Yeah. And so it goes back to your question in the sense of the more, if we could be that present in every scene we do, mm. every scene will be magic. So I, I think it's really just about being present and listening and reacting that simple. This sounds incredibly magical, Sean, that you've put together this this amazing group of people but at this point you know having gone through covid when people are just complaining um will what is your take and why should people watch this show do you think well first of all i want to say i totally agree with what everybody's saying about uh you know the whole premise of the show uh, having this great uh, improv element which i can say as an actor of 40 years is great because i can't remember a damn line but the good thing about it is is that um is that you know i came into this and they go here's some here's two scenes will and they were you know they were a page page and a half long and then tim basically went yeah, yeah come here let's just forget that shit and just and I go, all right. So the good thing about that, and you have to know what's magical about this cast and everybody I worked with, the scene I did with Anne-Marie is like unbelievable. I think we had two 10-minute scenes that we wound up riffing on, and they're downright hysterical because the bottom line is, is that when you know you're across from an actor, that you can kind of just go, here we go. And then you just start doing this. You did it with Sean, did it with uh, everybody in this show. And you know what? It really is amazing when you do that. You get that element that it, that this show really has in spades. And that is, I'm sure that's not a good statement anymore. But the point is, is that um, my character is okay to say that, uh, is the fact is, is that you have this uh, confidence that you're not going to be sitting there left alone. Like the old uh, improv rule, never say no. Hey, how's it going? you're going to go there today? No. Oh, we're screwed. You know, it was just this thing that when you started doing the scenes, you just knew that you were going to be fine. You're not playing catcher's mitt, which I call in theater. A lot of times I did that where the actors would go like, look at you, a deer in the headlights. Ain't no deer in the headlights here. It's all legit. It's great. Everybody knows what they're doing. And, and that's the element. The truth and the realism is real, except for the fact I'm not really that lurchy. Sean, I'm having a vibe about Woody Allen. You know, I can remember as an actress, you, you know, you have to say one line, be quiet, so the other person can say they line because they want to edit each one. But in his films, it was always this vibe of people being real, being there, stepping on each other, and being in that moment. Oh my God, Sean Kanan is the new, I, it's not politically correct either, but the new Woody <laughs> Allen. I, 
<laughs> I'm going to take that with a grain of salt. If I do have to pat myself on the back as a producer, I'm going to take credit for doing one thing very smart. And uh, it really did kind of stack the deck, not only in my favor, but in the favor for everybody in the show. You know, everyone that Michelle and I hired are people that we know. And because of that, I have existing relationships with them outside of the show yeah. and you know when you when you have a relationship with the person uh, it really can help you uh with the relationship with the actor and their character just a really quick example without getting off on a tangent you know steve burton and i were very good friends for years and played brothers on general hospital and we used to always you know look when you're doing soap operas and I've done over a thousand episodes of television, the scripts ain't all winners. Okay. And uh, because of the volume of work you're doing and Steve and I used to always say, look at that handsome devil. Um, Steve and I used to always say when, when Jason and AJ couldn't talk to each other, Sean and Steve always could. And so we would be able to bring that to the screen. And, you know, I know Lily, I know, I've always known Lily's funny, okay? And so I knew that the combination of Lily's healthy anxiety coupled with her fear was going to wind up making, um, uh, coupled with her, her, you know, comedic chops, was going to make the scene really fun. Will, I didn't worry. It's, it's not that I worry about Lily. I didn't worry about Lily at all because Will is being incredibly modest. He is a brilliant actor. Oh. And, he's, and he's a chameleon. Um, and, and, and truth be told, um, the biggest struggle we had in casting Will was that he was a little too good looking and a little too young oh, for oh, what, oh. We, what, what we originally the imagined. The problems I have. We, we, had to, we had to throw Will in makeup. We had to will, throw Will in makeup and really age him. With Tristan, you know, Tristan is a dear friend of mine. He's someone that I, I have uh, a tremendous amount of respect for. And um, I, I knew that when the scenes got cooking, Sean and Tristan could talk to each other. And, and we would just be doing it within the parameters of the dialogue uh, in, in the scene and, and that our relationship would come through. I got to tell you guys, when you watch the show, when you watch Doc and you, I mean, Tristan, you were just, it's, it's, it's heart wrenching. I mean, I lost my parents to cancer and I mean, I was sitting there watching crying because Sean is so committed to you. Oh, next to me. Him. Talk to me about the depth of, of that and working with Sean at that level. Well, Sean's, uh, you know, Sean trusted me to do the, something with the role. I don't know whether he had a clear idea of it at the time that it was written. Um, but he kind of handed me the paper and said, oh, there you go. And I said, well, where, where do I go? He said, sit in the corner and learn it. What do you have? That, that was about as much direction as I got. And I, I got, uh, when we actually did uh, Doc, we were working downtown. And I was fascinated with Timothy's lighting guy who lit the whole place with fairy lights. That was it. And candles and fairy lights. I thought, wow, this is going to be fantastic. When it came time to actually doing the role, there was no rehearsal. There was a camera set up, but there really was no rehearsal. Wow. And we did it. And uh, I, I, I kind of happened to glance off to the side to the director because I'd never worked with Timothy before. I, I didn't know how he worked. And he was, yeah, 
walked over and said, you know, I never worked with daytime people before. Are you? Yeah, really good. And that was it. I'm thinking, I said, wait, 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 hold the phone. What's the, what's the scene? Are we going to do that again? Um, yeah, no, we got it. Shit, we got it in one. You no, know, Justin, I, I've had a chance to sit with you. I'm going to tell you, for everybody watching, and I've even got, Christy says the scenes between Sean and Tristan were so moving. You're a little too humble, and, and I appreciate that about you, but you are wildly talented, and watching that scene between the two was heart-wrenching. And I didn't expect that in, you know, in this little show. You're like, oh, that's, you know, that's fun. And I love the the themes. That's the most important part about this, Sean. You have hit on some really powerful themes. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm blown away that you can do it in short bursts as well. I mean, this is a whole new way of doing television. But really, you know, and, and Sean, and Tristan, the other thing too, the ageism thing. How does that affect you? Well, uh, are you asking me or Tristan? Wasn't. There oh. was very little makeup. Where I was concerned. <laughs> it all went to me. Uh, I got out of bed and I came to work, and that was kind of. <laughs> um, and so, what you saw was, I mean, it was pretty, pretty rough and ready, and especially the way that it was lit, uh, it, it, it made it even more so. So I think everything contributed to that. You know, Doc, Doc's a person who's been around the block too many times and he's come to a point in life where he's just plain had enough. He wants to do something for him, but he can't do something for him because he's got a family who expects certain things from him to satisfy themselves. And so I can't an, tell you how I did it because I don't know. What, is an Emmy, what does the Emmy Award mean for you? It occupies a nice place on my mantelpiece. Seriously humble, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my gosh, you're dying. That is so untrue, because every time Tristan and I go out in Palm Springs, he's got this big, heavy chain with the Emmy hanging around his neck. <laughs> like a rap artist, like a rap artist. <laughs> you know, exactly. I've been in the business over here for a while, and I've been on General Hospital for over 40 years. Wow. Now, wow. in all of that time, back in the 80s, I was told that I should um, enter into the competition, that whatever it was. And so I did. And this was my first, uh, my first experience with network politics. And I kind of got royally screwed. And I... They're dogs. They're just having a great time. We're fine with that. Um, and I, I said to myself after that, that uh, that's the last time I'm ever going to enter that competition. If I can't enter it on my own terms, screw it. I don't need it that badly. It's not going to affect my acting one millimeter. I'm going to be the same person, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I did. And uh, I... It became a situation where I was not a popular child at the ABC. I didn't do a lot of the things that they wanted me to do. It seems we have that in common. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It seems you know we what? have that in common. Well, you know, that's that's interesting. Right. They probably, you know- I, I don't regret it. Um, it it's, the award was, is great to finally get one and you then get another uh, nomination the next year. That. Those are the things that count for me. They, they mean something. And every time I walk past the damn thing, I look at it and go, yeah, yeah. Clean one of 
days. Well, I'm uh, going to bring this back that's, around. That's it. You know, I'm, that, I'm, that's I'm, what it means. I'm going to bring this back around full circle when Michelle was talking about how hard it is to be a soap opera actor and learning, you know, 80 pages a day. You touch on that, Sean, about, you say several times, I got all those pages to learn. But in the show, you get cast as a, as a real actor. I know that I can't believe I said that, but as a movie actor, feature actor. What, I, I love that you brought that to fruition. Why is that theme so important to you? You know, in, in my career, I have always done everything I can to fight against the moniker of being a soap opera, soap opera actor. I don't consider myself a soap opera actor. I'm, I'm a guy that's worked a lot in, in daytime, but I've also, you know, I've also done 20 feature films in theater, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And um, but, you know, there's this pervasive stigma for some reason that I don't understand that, um, you know, somehow, you know, actors on soap operas are kind of like the redheaded stepchild of television. And, um, you know, I wanted to show that there are really talented people in daytime. Um, and I wanted to take one of the things that I've always tried to do in my life, which is to kind of have my foot in another swimming pool, so to speak. Um, I'm always trying to do you know, films, plays, other things. And it just seemed to me that like, you know, Sam wanting to be an action star. I think there's a, I think there's a part of every male actor and it, it psychologically harkens back to when we're little kids and like to play astronaut and cowboy and everything else where we on some level fantasize about being an action star. And I also thought that it was an interesting way to tie in thematically the, 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 concept of ageism i mean there's not a lot a lot of guys that are 55 years old that are embarking on a career as an action star oddly enough in 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 my career in 2021 um i i spent much of 2021 in puerto rico uh doing two action films with bruce willis so i was like you know what it, it can happen it does happen but okay, we, have, we have a question. We only have three minutes left. Do you believe? I mean, oh, okay. we're done. It's crazy. Quick question for you. Uh, everybody seems to ask, how do you guys memorize all those lines? That seems to be a big question. That's the easy part. Mike yeah, that's the easy part. part. The tough bit. Well, no, but apparently not for other people. So give us some insight, Tristan. Insight into what? How, people are asking, how do you remember all of that? After you've done it for a while, it does become second nature. You've got to get over a certain hump there, so to speak before it starts to become ingrained in you. After that, I pick up the script, I look at it, and I've got it down in about five minutes. Yeah. Wow. You know, I, so, sorry. Chief. I have a different strategy. I have a different strategy. I find that when you're the writer on the show, it's a lot easier to memorize your lines <laughs> because you can always change them and just say what you want. <laughs> I cannot Good believe point. that we're at the end of this, guys. That. I would love to invite you know you back probably separately because Will, there's so many questions I have for you about your career and your your stick to itiveness. Lily, I think that you are breaking barriers as a woman and, and directing and producing, and it's extraordinary. But given the time frame that this is a real live show, I would like one final thought. The people listening are entrepreneurs, they're dreamers, they're people who've not experienced a level of success that you've had, and what you've created is so magical. Please inspire them on some level about your life and what your career has taught you. Lily, would you start for me? Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, honestly, I have lived out so many dreams that I had. I mean, I have two Emmys. I, I dreamt of one. I, you know, I've been nominated three times for Best Lead Actress. I dreamt of one nomination. 
Um, I've gotten to direct on really, really big levels for the music industry, which is insane. Oh, wait, you know and what? I've all got two of minutes that, left. I got two minutes left. You're gonna have all to, of I, that is believing in yourself. You got gotta it. believe in yourself and be willing to work for it. That's it. I love you. I'm such a huge fan, Mister Mister Roberts. Go for it, Will. Okay, so basically, the only thing I want to say is is that in anything you do as a business, of course, in acting, people call it show business, and a lot of actors don't understand there's business in it. You should learn everything. Don't be the person that goes, I'll be in my dressing room, where are my red M&Ms? You learn everything because then you have understanding, respect for everybody. And when when it comes to it, like Sean and Michelle have done, and you don't have a huge budget, you can do it without calling everybody in. Learn everything. Take it from me. Learn all the skills. Don, you are my final minute of the show. All right, I'm going I'm right. to do this really quickly. I've got a couple things. The first is I'm a huge proponent of uh, General George S. Patton's quote when he said, a good plan today is better than an excellent plan tomorrow. Get into action. Do something. That's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is, uh, at the risk of sounding a little metaphysical, follow your dharma. And by that, I mean find out what is that one thing in your life that you're meant to do, that calling. And then pursue that and try and bring value to every single relationship that you have. That's, that's really something that I focus on no matter who last 30 seconds. I love you, Sean. We're going to do this again. I got to tell you guys go to Amazon prime. The show's called studio city. They're in season two Emmy award winning brilliant show. You heard from the cast. They're inspiring. At some point I'm going to bring them back because I think it's one of my favorite shows of all time. And I cannot believe that we are out of time. You guys, I will see you at the next Emmys. You get to wave. We're on Facebook. Everybody's watching. Will's playing cards. I'm going to do a magic trick for me. Oh, my God, dude. I love you guys. I will reach out to you, Sean. Thank you, Forbes. Thank you. Thanks. You're awesome. Thanks, all you guys. I appreciate it so much, and I love all of you. Uh, We love you, Sean. We do. All right, guys. Take care. Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon. But want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms? We have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today.